The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown. I'm not coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. We're pre-recording this show here this morning, and uh, I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that I warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us. Let's get some formalities out of the way because we've got a great show in store for you this morning. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where you can check us out. If you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Scroll down right there on the right side of the page, and you can see that. You can also check that on, on my live uh, feed on Twitter, which is FPPTM, FPPTM on Twitter. Our Periscope account is Setting Brush Fires. You can check out our Facebook page at Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Michael Roach has been kind enough to give us a spot there every weekday morning, 6 a.m., and Saturdays at 8 a.m., and then Bradley's on at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Saturday. You can also check us out on dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And then if you're branching out into social media, Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty and Sons of Liberty Media.com. Also, let me take these off here. Uh, we're not going to be opening up the phone lines because it is pre recorded. And uh, I've got a very special guest. We've set this up. I've been wanting to have him on for probably about a year now. And we finally got something scheduled about a month ago. Um, he is in his car, so if you hear some car noise going on, that's just the road noise, okay? It's just going to be what it is, but we are thrilled to bring to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show Representative Matt Shea. He's out of the 4th Legislative District in Washington, the House of Representatives there, and uh, Representative Shea, we just want to welcome you to the Sons of Liberty, man. Hey, Tim, thanks so much for having me on. I've, I've been wanting to be on here for a long time, so appreciate uh, everything that you're doing in the fight for freedom and liberty here in this country, which is under direct assault right now, this republic is under direct assault, and so is uh, so is Christianity here in America. I completely agree, and the, and the sad reality is, a lot of it is coming under the guise that it is Christian. It's it's a guise of Christianity that's attacking Christianity, or it's at least standing back. If it's not directly attacking, it's standing back and let people who speak like you do. Uh, you know, really bring the Bible to bear, like we we push here on the Sons of Liberty, which is the our foundations are the Bible. Look, I make no bones about it. the The Constitution is a man made document. The Bible is the inspired word of God, 
And where the Constitution is failing in upholding the laws of God, it needs to be corrected, not the Scriptures. And that's where that's where we elect people to do. We we did that at the beginning. We did it long before the Constitution was in play in our states. And you've been one of those guys to do it. And one of the reasons, well, there's several reasons we wanted to bring you on. You have stood for that. Uh, we have a mutual friend, Sherry Diwali at Redoubt News, and uh, you guys be sure to check her out. Uh, and her and her husband, you know, they 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 go out and they do it as a labor of love to give news, real news, in a local area and also nationally. Um, Sherry had turned me on to you. I don't know. It's been a couple of years ago because you were you were coming uh, and putting presenting some stuff from the Oregon. Um, protests that were going on, some some documents that were coming out, some things that were happening there. And um, that's when you first came to my attention. I started carrying Sherry's stuff on the sites and things of this nature. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, because you're not just a representative. You're a husband. You're a father. Um, you're, you're a guy. That's who you are primarily in your jurisdiction. But you represent the people, at least for now, in, in Washington. And tell us just a little bit about yourself before we get into the interview here. Well, I'm, uh, I've been in the uh, Washington State Legislature for 12 years, uh, 18 undefeated elections. Uh, we, you know, I, you say these things, and I, first and foremost, I'm a sinner saved by grace, water baptized, spirit filled. Amen. And charging out there on behalf of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. I, Amen. All, say it. <laughs> so that's, that, that's it in a nutshell. All the other things are kind of window dressing, but... I, I'm also a constitutional attorney. I'm uh, a radio show host, Patriot Radio. Been doing that for over a decade. Uh, Patriot Radio is here in, in Spokane, Washington, throughout eastern Washington and north Idaho and western Montana. Uh, I've, I'm also was just instated as the senior pastor of Covenant Church Spokane, uh, which started something called the Church at Planned Parenthood, where we go and worship and pray right outside of Planned Parenthood at the gates of hell, quite literally, and that is now uh, spreading throughout the country, uh, Ken Peters uh, has been, that was his uh, brainchild, and I would really say the Lord put it on his heart to do it, and he just followed the leading of the Lord, and it, we've seen it explode across the country, and he's now uh, taking that to Tennessee and throughout the southwestern, or, or southeastern, excuse me, United, uh, United States. So I've been, I've been in the fight for a very long time, and before that I was uh, 10 years in the United States Army uh, as a a commander of both the infantry uh, and in the cavalry, um, served two tours overseas in Bosnia and Iraq. And I've seen a lot of what we're facing in America. And about two years ago, I realized that the Marxists in America were inside a planning cycle of two years leading up to 2020 where they were going to attempt to bring down our republic, destroy our constitution, and so I began speaking out about it all over the country. I've been doing speaking tours across the United States. In fact, I just wrapped one up in Florida last week uh, and, and alerting people to what was coming. And so when I came back to legislature, I uh, began introducing legislation to, for, and this was last year before any of this stuff had happened uh, that we now have seen on the streets of America, but to investigate Antifa and their ties to foreign terrorist organizations, investigate the Muslim Brotherhood in the United States and their ties to foreign terrorist organizations, and begin to call out who these people really are. And they've been hiding 
for a long time under nice-sounding things like Black Lives Matter, but the fact of the matter is these people are trained Marxists. They hate Christianity. They want to see uh, religion abolished. They want to see eternal truths abolished. They want to see the family abolished. They want to see private property rights abolished. They want to see uh, nationality and this idea of countries abolished. That's all in Chapter 2 of the Communist Manifesto. But they've now come out very publicly. We're, we're seeing it now uh, on the, the news, uh, on mainstream media outlets now, that they're just very clear they want to literally burn down the United States, burn our Constitution, and start over. And this is being fueled and aided and abetted by a lot of folks in the mainstream media. Um, we've seen articles in the Atlantic, uh, in Financial Times, uh, where in Financial Times, the, one of the guys wrote an op-ed and actually advocated for a rewriting of the United States Constitution by Aloya Yerga. And if you're not familiar with that term, that's an Afghanistan tribal council. In other words, this person was advocating the rewriting of our Constitution, not through the representative uh, representatives we have in government, not through the constitutional process that is laid out, but through enlightened elders that would know better than all of us what we should we should have in this country, and also advocated in that op-ed piece for United Nations intervention in our country, physical presence of the United Nations in our country to watch our elections coming up. So seeing all this, and with my experience overseas, my experience as a constitutional attorney and just as a Christian who knows the signs of the times uh, and, and what to do about it, as the scripture talks about the sons of Issachar, it was time to speak out. And as soon as I yep. started speaking out in earnest, I had already been fighting quite a bit, but as soon as I began speaking out in earnest nationally, that's when the, they uh, decided to attack me uh, just like they're attacking our president. Well, I, I agree. I agree, Matt. And and part of that leads to another question that we have, um, and, and that is, look, they're attacking the Sons of Liberty. We're, we're being hit on every side on our YouTube channel, on the on the um, on our Facebook pages. When Bradley goes somewhere to share our Christian constitutional heritage across the country, uh, he's got black helicopters that, that are just on the scene. No kidding, folks. He's put the videos up so you can see them. They're at his house constantly, um, and they're trying to shut that down. They're trying to put the fear of man in us, whereas we're the people who fear God more than man because the Bible tells us that we fear the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell, not the guy who can just take our body and just send us on to glory where we be with the master. This this is what they're after, and they're after you in that in that sense. And with that said, let me ask you something, Matt, and I appreciate the fact that you said, hey, I'm for the kingdom of God. This is what I've been telling the people for a couple of weeks now. It's not a right or left. It's not a Republican or Democrat. It's are you for the kingdom of God or are you for the kingdom of darkness? It's one or the other. You got to pick a side. There ain't no in between. You can't call it whatever you want. And so I appreciate you bringing that out. Now, one of the things is, well, I think a, go ahead. I, I think that's a very critical point. We are in a, a year that is a valley of decision. There is no more middle ground. There's no more sitting on the fence. And quite literally, the question being asked is, are we going to follow the Lord in righteousness, or are we not? And and we saw this split actually between Israel and Judah in the scriptures, and. We're facing it now in America, and a lot of people, I don't think, understand the gravity of the situation. There is no more stuff with these Marxists. They literally want to burn the country down. And if you are buying into their narrative, 
where if you are parroting their narrative, you quite literally are parroting the narrative of evil. No, I completely agree. I completely agree about that. Um, I've been very clear, though, in distinctions between, quote-unquote, protesters, which is, is, the, uh, is protected under the First Amendment, and those who Absolutely. engage in criminal activity, which I think you were speaking. I spoke about this this morning. We're recording this on Tuesday. I spoke about this this, this morning when we talk about uh, the issue of Antifa, and, and you brought in the Muslim Brotherhood. I was talking about BLM as well, where we bring that out. And it's just not government saying, oh, we're just going to designate these people. We demonstrate it uh, so that there is an issue where two or three witnesses confirm the matter. Um, this is uh, also a biblical precedent as well. And then we start dealing with these people as traitors, which I got to tell you, Matt, I don't know of any other way to deal with a traitor than a long drop from a short rope or a rock party with them. I mean, as the scripture says in Deuteronomy, this is what you, this is how you deal with them. You put them down and you do it in public in order that people see and they learn and they fear God. Not that they fear the consequence. They fear God because God is justice and he is, he is full of law. And, um, and that brings about a mercy to a people. Now, with that said, you know, you got a you got a, a thing, and I wanted to give you time, just time to speak about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You had a thing that came out and said, okay, well, people said that Matt Shea says, well, if people don't agree with biblical law, they should be put to death. Do you want to put that into a context? Do you want to tell them exactly <laughs> what you were talking yeah. about? I, I want to give you the floor to sure. do that because I think it needs to be said. Well, first of all, you know, I challenge the people that came out with this. Publish the other 12 documents in the folder, because they had them. I said, publish the other 12 documents. And they have so far refused to do that, so that tells you they're intentionally manipulating the truth. And the second part of this is, I was a commander in the United States Army. Before we went overseas, we briefed our troops in 2000 and for me 2004 we briefed our troops on just war theory we briefed our troops on what the basis was for us going overseas um, and and from both a christian point of view but also a constitutional point of view this was something we always did so i have a folder that i briefed people on on the history of warfare and also on what we believe today as in just war theory. In other words, the United States Army is the only army that I know of that consistently throughout its history has taken care of enemy prisoners of war, has fed them, is not supposed to mistreat them, is not supposed to, uh, once the fighting is over, is not supposed to run around trying to kill people on the battlefield, um, and abides by certain rules and strictures. And I believe actually because of that just war approach to things that the United States has been very successful when we've had to go to war. Now, I understand there are some wars that have been not been done constitutionally, and I have been against that. We need to have a declaration of war. We need to issue a letter of market reprisal according to the Constitution. But what I'm talking about is our treatment of enemy soldiers in combat. So I briefed this. I taught it. I trained it. And part of that training is answering the question, well, Matt, what about it, what the Bible says in the Old Testament? And so I had a series of sermon notes 
on Deuteronomy 20. And again, my second challenge to all these people was, tell me those notes are inaccurate. Because they were notes on De Deuteronomy 20. They were bullet-pointed, had the scripture references, and it was very clear what Deuteronomy 20 says. And this is as Joshua is coming into the Promised Land, how they deal with cities. In particular, the opera city, the opportunity to surrender, and if they don't surrender, then they kill all the males. Well, that's what it says in Deuteronomy 20. But the United States Army, in the New Testament, where we have the temple of the Holy Spirit, or every person has the potentiality of the temple of the Holy Spirit, we are supposed to defend that, and war is supposed to be the exception, not the rule. And so, when they published this, they only published the one document on the Old Testament basis for warfare. They did not publish the Battle of Calpens analysis, the Battle of King's Mountain analysis, the U.S. Army Code of Conduct, Just War Theory notes. They did not uh, publish the uh, Colonel Glover John's notes on soldiering. They didn't publish the notes on the Vietnam War. They didn't publish any of that other stuff. They just published the one document and then tried to say it was a manifesto even though it was bullet pointed. So this was a total hit job. And But what I knew from this was that they were using what's called the Maoist insurgency model, um, and they had be begun using it in earnest, which includes five points, the mass line, the united front, political warfare, violent action, and lastly, international action as part of a Marxist insurgency inside this country. So as soon as I saw that happen, I knew that we were inside this this two-year decision cycle, it confirmed it for me, and that we were headed toward trouble in 2020. In fact, I pulled my, my team in and I said, hey, we're, you know, we're headed for some rough times here in the next year. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know these guys are headed in that direction because they're now using political warfare inside the United States, and we are very soon going to see them using violent warfare inside the United States, particularly from their proxies, the Muslim Brotherhood, which is the, the violent arm of the Islamists, the Islamist counterstate. And I like to use the word counterstate instead of deep state because they want to replace our system. And then the four arms of the Marxist, which are, everybody's heard of Antifa, but most of your, your listeners probably have not heard of the Socialist Rifle Association. They have not heard of the John Brown Gun Club, and they have not heard of Redneck Revolt. And that last organization actually published the urban uh, it's, it's called the Mini Manual of Urban Guerrilla Warfare by Carlos Marighella, who was a Brazilian communist implicated in the kidnapping of a U.S. ambassador in 1969, was later killed that year by police. Well, that urban mini manual, they are using that on the streets of America today. You can go to uh, page 37 and just start reading, and it's like you're reading the headlines in America. So we knew this was coming and part of the reason I knew it was coming is because they attacked me on this. Now, I've been exonerated uh, by two, by actually three national news articles now. Um, two of those articles were written by investigative reporters with over 80 years of experience. But I, I don't want to focus on me. What I want to focus on is that social justice warriors always lie. They always double down on their lie. And they always project onto us as Christian patriots what they are going to do themselves. So when they try to accuse a patriot of colluding with the Russians, it was probably them that colluded with the Russians. When they start calling us, uh, when we stand in front of our property to defend our property from rioters and looters, they start trying to call us vigilantes, I know that 
now they're going to try to seek vigilante justice or begin seeking vigilante justice over the next few months. So it's actually a very good way to analyze their behavior. They will always project onto us what they're actually doing themselves. This was just one example of that. I completely agree. In fact, that's one of the things that I've talked about uh, several times, and I'm a good old boy from the South here, okay? So uh, they don't they don't usually come down here in my neck of the woods, so to speak, uh, because they know people will come out and meet them with their arms. They, they will, and they, they don't want any of that. Uh, they don't want to show their, their face yet. And yet, I have to tell you, Matt, we've got one of those jihadi camps down here in my county in South Carolina. It's been here since the 80s. The FBI has let it go on here. I think it's called Islamville. It's, it's within eyeshot of a nuclear plant. And they're allowing these people to, to, to fortify. Look, I'm for the Second Amendment. If nobody's committing a crime, there's no need to do the other. But if you've got an ideology that is anti-American, which, let's just be clear, American values are Christian values. They're biblical values. And so if you're anti-American, you're anti-Bible. You're really, it doesn't matter if you hold up the Bible, if you're acting against it, then you're anti-Christ. I mean, I don't, I don't even know any other way to say it. But I appreciate you bringing that out. We have those things going on in my county. I'm very well aware of it. I used to be friends with a guy who ran a gun shop who ran security for the, the nuclear power plant. And he says, we keep an eye on this, this you know, jihadi camp all the time because they are a threat to the people, they just are a threat in their ideology and in their their way of life and, and and how they perceive things going on in the future. Now, you've got a couple of things, and I, I'm I'm just intrigued. I really am. Um, one of them I ran across, and we spoke just before the show here. I ran across a video where some guys went and they took video, and I wish I could bring it up. It's been it's probably been a month or two that I saw it, and I wanted to pull up the video and I couldn't find it for some reason. There were some guys in Washington State. Uh, we're dealing with the issue of COVID, which I, I got to tell you, uh, after my interview, you know, we have Kate Shimarani from the UK on on Saturdays. She's our health and wellness person. And we had Dr. Andrew Kaufman on. And he said, I can find no evidence of a new disease of what they're talking about. After all the padding, after all the lies, after all the propaganda that we've been uh, subjected to. He said, I can't find any evidence of that. And yet, in Washington State, I believe these guys said that you had tipped them off, that they were setting up something for a second wave. It basically looked like a bunch of campers, uh, if you will, in a facility that they said was beside a prison facility, uh, rusted barbed wire and fencing and all this stuff inside. And this is where they were going to be started. They were going to start taking people in a second wave there in Washington State if they come up positive for, quote-unquote, COVID-19. Um, do you want to speak to that for just a little bit? I, I do, and actually I'm going to jump backward a little bit on, on the comment before you got to this question. Yeah, sure, I'll, go ahead. I'll answer everything in order because there's a lot of things that are, that are a part of this. First of all, there are two primary counterstates that are coming against the United States. It's the Islamists and the Marxists. This was outlined in a memorandum to President Donald Trump by a strategic planner for the National Security Council. That guy's name was Rich Higgins. I encourage everybody listening to this show right now, go read that memorandum. It's only seven pages from Rich Higgins to Donald Trump. President Trump read that, said it's exactly right, and, and he wanted to talk to Rich Higgins. Unfortunately, H.R. McMaster's had fired Rich Higgins 
over that memorandum. Well, he was one of General Flynn's guys, and we understand right now that, that Rich Higgins is beginning to call out the deep state. This is a guy you should follow on Twitter and on Parler, which a lot of people are switching to right now, um, if you get the opportunity. The fact of the matter, there, this, this exists. The president has been briefed on this, and it's part of the reason he's taking some of the actions that he's taking. One of the other parts of this, too, is, is that China is essentially being neutered by the Trump administration, and the Chinese are directly tied to Freedom Road Socialist Organization, which is tied to Black Lives Matter because two of their leaders are who created Black Lives Matter. Two of their leaders actually came out. One of them came out on video and admitted that they were trained Marxists. So it's very important everybody understands this isn't some sort of a, you know accident. They need to be educated more. This is an intentional plan. They are working a plan to bring down this country. The president is aware of it. The second thing that I would, I would mention is this in regards to the Islamists. From the Holy Land Foundation trial, which was the largest successfully prosecuted terror financing trial in U.S. history, we know two of the, the entities were unindicted co-conspirators, and this was upheld on appeal. One of those unindicted co-conspirators was the North American Islamic Trust. That entity owns most of the mosques in America. And if you look at property tax records, and again, I would urge every single person listening to this show today, go look at your property tax records for the mosque in your area and see if it's owned by the North American Islamic Trust. Because if it is, as a matter of fact in law, it is owned by the financial entity that supports Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood in the United States of America. The second organization that was listed as an unindicted co-conspirator was the Council on American-Islamic Relations. That organization also was involved in a lot of community events. CARE is Hamas, and that was proven in the Holy Land Foundation trial. In fact, there's a book by that title out there. So those are some things I, I just couldn't kind of let go that I think are very important for listeners to understand. Th these folks are in our backyards in many of our communities, we don't even know they're there, so go look up these entities, the Socialist Rifle Association and Redneck Revolt and John Brown Gun Club. You'll find them in your community, whereas you might have been looking for Antifa. Um, and then, again, look at the property tax records. The other point I want to make, too, is this is a Judeo-Christian nation. I'm going to prove it to you right now in two minutes. The very first founding documents, the Virginia Charter, 1604, the Mayflower Compact, a couple of decades later, both said that the purpose of government was to allow Christians to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and expand the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. In, 16, in 1643, the Articles of Confederation of the United Colonies, the first document to unite the colonies together on its first line says, whereas we all came into these parts with one and the same end and aim, to expand the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to enjoy the liberties of the gospel and purity with peace. That was the first line of the first document that united the colonies over a 100 years before the Declaration of Independence. The second thing is the, the uh, uh, commentaries on the laws of England determined and defined two legal terms of art. Now, this was in 16, or 1769, so seven years prior to the Declaration of Independence. They, de they determined and outlined two legal terms of art the law of nature and the law of nature's God. The law of nature being God's will and his truth written into creation, and the law of nature's God being Holy Scripture. So when Thomas Jefferson used those two legal terms of art, seven years later, 
in the Declaration of Independence, he was saying, as a matter of law, we were basing our system on Judeo-Christian principles. Then in the 1850s, the U.S. Congress actually took up the question, are we a Christian country, because Charles, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Karl Marx had been writing in the 1840s, and people started to question it. The U.S. Congress took up as a matter of investigation, are we a Christian nation, and found through their investigation, both in the House under Representative James Meacham and in the Senate under Senator George Badger, that yes, indeed, this was a Christian country. And in fact, uh, Representative Meacham went on a little bit farther to say that if the founders had known that there was going to be any attempt to war against Christianity, they would have strangled the revolution in its cradle. Amen. Well, Matt, other, hang on. Hang on, let me, sorry, hang on. Yes, Are you yes. saying that... I, one more. I just have one more. Just let me finish the one yeah, last go thought. Ahead, go ahead. 1892, the United States Supreme Court in the Holy Trinity case took this issue up. Is this a Christian nation? And found, as a matter of fact and law, yes, this is a Christian nation. So all of those things prove we are a Christian nation. We shouldn't even be arguing about it today. I want to move next to this, this issue down in Klickitat County. So Klickitat County, Washington, it's just outside of Goldendale, Klickitat County Fairgrounds. As part Uh-oh, I, we've lost Matt. Uh, the call just, ooh, the call just dropped there. Uh, hang on, folks. We're going to see if we can uh, get Matt back here uh, because he was fixing to get into something. And, yeah, don't think it's something necessarily nefarious. It might be with my system. Um, but we're going to call him back, and we're going to see if we can get Matt back on the phone. Hi, you've reached Matt Shea. Please leave your yeah. name and number, and I'll be sure to get back to you. Okay. Yeah, this Apparently, Matt has gone there. I was going to ask him sort of in a joking fashion, you mean Barack Obama was wrong when um, he said what he said about uh, the, the U.S. not being a Christian nation? You guys know that I've already brought up public law back in 1983 that Ronald Reagan signed from the Congress, that it was the year of the Bible. 1983 was the year of the Bible. It focused on the fact that our our um, laws were based upon the Bible. There's no question about that. Now, I know Matt has to go in about 20 minutes from now. And we'll see if he calls back. Maybe he went through a dead spot because he was driving when we, when we had him on. And, boy, I like his passion. I like... Ah, I want to keep the guy on for like two hours. Don't you guys want to have him on for two hours? Uh, I like what he has to say here, um, and 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 how honest and straightforward he is about these things. I think this is a good thing, and I think pointing back to the scriptures is. I mean, how valuable is that? Our society thinks there's no value in the Bible. They think it's ancient. It's outdated. They think even the Constitution's outdated and everything needs to be changed. There are things within that that need to be changed and altered. I'll agree, but they're very minuscule. In fact, some of the things that they put in there in the amendments need to be adjusted for what's going on there. Um, and again, I don't know if we're going to get Matt back or not. Uh, I'm going to give him another shot here. Uh, with a call, so we may get uh, his voicemail. We'll see what happens and see if he's cut off here. And we'll see if he answers. We'll let him continue his rant because he was going on. Yeah, this is Matt. Can you hear me? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. You got cut off there. I don't know. You were on a roll, brother. So so you want to finish up your thought there? 
Yeah, I, I uh, want to mention this thing about Klickitat County. Um, so, that, so to move to Phase 2 in Washington State, it was required that every county set up a quarantine facility. And this would be for people that, you know, can't quarantine at home or people who are involuntarily quarantined. And so in most counties here, uh, it was the county fairgrounds. Here in Spokane County, it was county fairgrounds or one building in the county fairgrounds. And I'd heard this years ago that they were going to try to set up isolation centers uh, in the event of any sort of national uh, emergency at the county fairgrounds, but here it is. And so that is true. We had a, a, a very uh, astute listener to my show, Patriot Radio, who went down there, took pictures of it, interviewed the guys there. They admitted that's what it was. So this is real, and it was here in America. Yeah, no, I saw the video where they went down, and the thing that got me was, one, it was they were saying it was beside a prison facility, and you were saying it's a carnival area or something like that, and um, the thing that struck me was they had this barbed wire fencing up, they had, this, they had regular fencing up, and they had these, for lack of a better term, campers um, that were pulled out there that they said, well, we're, this is where we're going to bring... Uh, COVID, people who test positive for COVID, which we've already seen in every area where they've went in and they've, you know, set up these facilities that are uh, military and stuff like that. They don't have any people there. The hospitals are virtually empty. And yet they're, they're already talking about a second wave. They're going to do this kind of stuff. Um, but something, if I can revert back and kind of draw this in with what's going on with COVID, let me ask you a question, because I'm going to tell you the Sons of Liberty are, are somewhat, we're very critical of the president because we hold to the law. And we've heard this, this call for justice. We've heard that your, for lack of better terms, your mama jokes against uh, people like Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib or you know other co- open communists who claim they're Democrats and Marxists and all this other. We haven't seen any justice and, you know, the president's job uh, as a president, his main job is Article 2, Section 3, is to make sure that the laws are faithfully executed. And we've seen time and time and again this president say um, the redefinition of marriage as defined by the Supreme Court as, they have, as, as though they have the authority to define the, the definition of marriage is the law of the land. We have seen this president put us open sodomite who wants to re- redefine marriage to accommodate his masculine, uh, well, unmasculine sodomite lover uh, in that. We, we've seen him stand with the Bible, but he can't define even his favorite Bible verse. And I, I, I'm not trying to pick on Trump in that. I think he, he has been the product of the teaching that he's had under Norman Vince Appeal, who everybody knows is not really a Christian pastor at all. In fact, his church is having open sodomites do these things. So when we're critical of him, I think we've been critical according to, one, biblical law first and foremost, second, constitutional law. And I agree with you that he's been, he's been uh, briefed on these things, but then the response is something I was reading this morning. And again, we're pre-recording everybody. I was reading from a friend of mine who said, oh, he, who was opposed to the Patriot Act, the NDAA, but now says, oh, it's okay as long as... The guy with the R jersey is doing this to bring down Marxists and this and the other. Well, 
you know, Matt, my thinking is, wait a minute, we don't know who they're taking, and the fact that this some of the stuff we've seen, this the um, the catches off of the Portland streets and stuff like that, we don't know actually for a fact who they're picking up and who they're letting go. Could this be pro- agent provocateurs um, that they're in league with? Could this be actual you know domestic terrorists? And I want to ask you, from what you've seen here and from the law, from the law, because my friend wrote, constitutional law is basically out the window here. Donald Trump can do what he wants according to the Patriot Act and the NDAA. He can take people down to Guantanamo Bay. I guess he can torture them. He can do all this kind of stuff. And I go, well, wait a minute. The Fifth Amendment is due process, and the government has to prove their point before they can be going and administering any justice to anybody. What do we say to that? Do we respond the same way that the Marxists do and say, well, we can just abandon the law, which is what my friend wrote. We can abandon constitutional law. We can abandon biblical law. We can just do what we want to to do to our enemies what we want to. What makes us any better than them? What do you say to something like that? Well, well, first of all, it's a logical fallacy. Um, and, And the way that I approach that is there is a, first and foremost, you don't see the IRS targeting folks like they did under Obama. You don't see the Bureau of Land Management with agents trying to quite literally violate not only state law but federal law in some of the ways that they handled the situations both in Nevada and in Oregon where a whistleblower who gave me, uh, you know, tons of information and somebody had given me that whistleblower memo and a judge ended up dismissing the case down there with prejudice because there were blatant violations of law internal to that. What I, I think that this idea that these leaders of these organizations shouldn't be arrested is just asinine. And I think also to say that there's been a violation of the law in prosecuting Antifa is asinine. There are mountains, and I am a total Fourth Amendment guy. I introduced Fourth Amendment Protection Act here in Washington State. I, I have educated people on the Fifth Amendment, and there are mountains of evidence on these jihadis, particularly in the United States of America, especially from the Holy Land Foundation trial, and especially from some of the financial tracing that has gone on as a result of follow-on investigations from the Holy Land Foundation trial. One of those guys was a friend of mine until he was killed, I believe murdered at this point, on the side of a road, Phil Haney. And so there's mountains of evidence to go after those guys. The question is, why aren't we going after them? We have more than enough probable cause to go after the leaders of the Muslim Brotherhood in America. Now, shifting to the Marxists, we have... We have Almost as much evidence against the Marxists. We have their their financial networks, and the president and A.G. Barr, I know, have been briefed on this stuff. We have their outright flaunting of the law. We have their outright uh, shipping of arms and doing some of these things across the United States with the intent of promoting violence. And, oh, by the way, isn't it interesting that all these shipments of, of arms from China are being intercepted at our ports. The last one, I think, was uh, last week in Seattle. And it seems to be bound for cities that these protests are occurring in. That's very interesting. And so I'm sure there are investigations going on into that 
I because agree. the FBI just came out and said they're opening investigations every year. So I believe there are mountains of evidence against these people. There are more than enough probable cause. They need to be held to account. And that really is the issue right now in my mind is we need to hold these people to account because they're trying to destroy our republic. I completely agree with you, Matt. That's that's not really what my my question is. I agree. Every Muslim Brotherhood front group should be held to account. But they should be held to account in the open, not in Guantanamo Bay, not behind the eyes of the people to see what's going on. And the same thing with Antifa. The, their, the, their funding organizations, their nonprofits that are set up, their tens of millions of dollars. Look, I did an article on it before. But here's the thing I want to be careful of. That we don't set a precedent that the next guy who comes into office usurps to use against you and me. I want to go the biblical route. I want it to totally be agree. out in totally the front. Agree. Yeah, I want it to be out in the front. If you're going to say that I don't get on a no-fly list, well, you better have a good reason for doing that. And I don't think the no-fly list, personally, I don't think it's constitutional because you're putting people on a list. We've seen babies. We've seen Army generals. We've seen all kinds of people. We've seen Pastor Chuck Baldwin out in Montana. We've seen him on a no-fly list after he flies into one place. He does an engagement there back in 2008. He goes to get on the plane. He's on the no-fly list. This is unconstitutional, it's unbiblical, it's unlawful, and I agree with you. We need to deal with these people because Joshua says when the people set up other gods, there was war within the gates, right? And I've been one that's been very open. I'm against the public worship of Allah. I'm, I'm against it. I don't think... The founders, I don't think the people before them came, as you said, the Mayflower Compact, that's the one I always go back to, which was hundreds of years before the Constitution, said, wait a minute, we're here for the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's what we're here for. And if you let this stuff into the society, what are you saying? You're saying, well, you know, we can talk about Israel, we can talk about people and their conscience. We can't control their conscience. We're not out to be, I don't think you're out to be a uh, conscious police. Uh, we had people in their houses. We saw this with, uh, I think, Esau. We saw it even with some of David's wives. We see them doing their things in their private. That's one thing. Bringing it on the per- in the public, that's a whole nother thing. And so when, when I'm addressing some of these things, I hear what you're saying. I'm in agreement with you over a lot of what you're saying. But, I, but I'm saying, what about, what about the execution of a lot of this? Where are we seeing some of that without going over the things of the law that we have in place to keep us from being in the same unjust measure as these other people? What, what are some of those things that we have? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a logical fallacy to say that the Muslim Brotherhood has been arrested and taken to Guantanamo. That simply hasn't happened. I agree. Because the Muslim Brotherhood has not been prosecuted, and the unindicted co-conspirators from the Holy Land Foundation trial, and there's a huge list of them, haven't been prosecuted in America yet. They haven't. It hasn't happened. The Antifa folks, they have not been prosecuted yet fully. Some of them have been arrested and are facing charges and are being put through the system like they should, but they haven't been taken to Guantanamo. Amen. They ha- it hasn't been secret tribunals. It hasn't been secret dossiers like the Obama administration used. AG Barr is using the system, and the problem they're facing now is that there are states and there are county prosecutors and there are state AGs who are not doing their job to prosecute these people, and now it's 
lay, it's, it's laying at the feet of the federal government to do so, and they should uphold the Constitution, and they should go after people whose express purpose is to destroy the Constitution. And so I completely agree with you. We absolutely must follow the Constitution, but I think that's what I'm actually seeing. And the other practical point of this is, as soon as you begin to prosecute the leaders of the Muslim Brotherhood in America and the Marxists in America, you are going to see them riot on the streets immediately because that's all they have left. If their leaders get rolled up, you're going to see them unrest like we've never seen it in America. And so a practical consideration is how that unfolds, not the building of the evidence against them. There's more than enough evidence and I, very clearly, the Fourth Amendment is being followed here. There's more than enough probable cause. So then the question becomes, how do you execute it without allowing them the opportunity to burn the entire country to the ground? No, I, I, I get that. I, I totally get that. And I've said all along, you know, when they would have guys who come in without warrants who want to, uh, you know, surveil mosques, I'm like, well, wait a minute. These guys have anti-American, anti-Christian viewpoints it's in their own writings it's in the quran it's in the hadith it's in these things but go about it the lawful way say here's the thing it is get get your get your affidavit signed get your warrant and go surveil those guys all you want to do i'm for that absolutely i'm absolutely for that but the problem is matt is is that we have guys who say they'll going they're going to do this i mean this is the thing i have with trump he says, oh, you know, I'm against these guys, I'm against them. And he may be, he may be, okay? But the fact of the matter is, where's the justice in all of this? We're, we're seeing other things taking place. I don't want to even list all of the things that we're seeing that go against all that. Right. And so maybe I misunderstood you before, I but I get a little frustrated because I'm like, you're right on track here. And where are the representatives who will stand up and who will take the lead instead of giving the people lip service? Where are the people who will stand up like yourself? I mean, you're, you've been attacked, and, and all you're doing is trying to say, hey, this is what's going on. What are we going to do about it? Can we follow the law, and can we deal with these people at the same time? I think we can. I think you believe that, too. I agree. I think we can. And, you know, a clarification point is that Islam is not a religion, and that's not me saying that. The, the foremost textbook in the country that teaches about Islam in our public schools, What is Islam? That's the title of the book. Absolutely. actually says Islam is not a religion. So it's a theopolitical construct. And, you know, we have to look at some of these things differently. But I, I agree with you. I mean, I, Bill Binney set up, what is being now used to surveil Americans, but he originally set it up so American citizens were anonymized. He was protecting the rights of Americans, but at the same time monitoring foreign terrorist organizations trying to communicate with certain Americans. And so that got flipped around, and then the Patriot Act comes in. We don't need the Patriot Act to prosecute these people at this point, we Come have on, more brother. than enough evidence. We just need to prosecute them. Yeah, and preach the Patriot it. Act's unconstitutional in many respects. So there you go. No, preach it. I, I, I'm with you. I, we don't need that because if the guys were upholding their office, they would be doing this, wouldn't they? I mean, what is this stuff? You, you would, you would think. Yeah, yeah when you, we you sing, would think. 
let's just take a couple instances because we're running short on time, and I know you have to go as well. Let's take a yeah. couple instances. Let's take Muslim representatives, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Okay? We already have information on them. One, in their own state, uh, Ilhan Omar should be dealt with for bigamy. That's one of the, the issues she should be dealt with. Uh, there is the federal issue of immigration fraud that she's involved in, and there's probably a ton of other things that I'm forgetting right at the moment. Then we've got Rashida Tlaib. Uh, you know, her issue of being outside of her district and, and trying to win the, the thing, and these are just two of the people, and they're tied right. You know, they're joined at the hip with CARE. They're joined at the hip with the Muslim Brotherhood and all of this stuff, and yet – the most we can get from our president is, well, they're bad guys and this, that, and the other, and you, you know your best, mo- your mama joke or this, that, and the other. But no, no justice. And as Bradley says in the afternoon, justice is what guards our liberty. If we don't show these people justice, real justice, I'm not talking about sticking them in an eight by eight cell, where other where the where the victims of their injustices are forced at the point of a gun with their property held hostage to go to jail with them or, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm talking about real biblical justice to deal with these criminals. Then then what are we doing? All we get in this is voting political stuff instead of actually upholding justice. What do you got to say to that? Well, I, I think, you know, in the case of Lane Omar and Rashida Tlaib, you, you have two people part of a united front called the Squad. It's the second part of the Malice Insurgency model, where they're not only Islamists, they're also Marxists. They're very closely tied to the Marxists. And there's a whole long thing I could go into on that, and I'm not going to because of time, but the fact of the matter is they couldn't pass a security clearance background check if they were using the original standards. And how is that possible that you're in Congress and you can't even... You can't even pass the background check because of your association directly with people who should be being prosecuted right now. And, and again, that, to me, says we need to prosecute the people that we have evidence on. We have a whole list of folks from the Holy Land Foundation. Oh, I think we lost Matt again. <laughs> uh, Matt has to, to go down. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Yeah, sorry about that. We lost you a little bit. I know you need to go because uh, you've got another appointment here in just a few minutes. Do you want to tell people where they can follow more about you um, and the things that you're you're outing, the things that you're doing there for the people of Washington? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn. People can find me on LinkedIn, just Matt Shea at LinkedIn, and also VoteShea.com um, and Patriot Radio, which is um, on Podbean, iTunes, it's also broadcast live on the American Christian Network here in eastern Washington, uh, northern Idaho, and western Montana. Tim, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, so much to cover, and thank you for your patience in trying to allow me to like, get it all out. So appreciate it. No, we thank you for taking time for us, and I hope we can have you back. I hope you'll set up another time for us where we can have you back, and we can carry this on because I think this is what people need to hear. They need to hear this this issue of diving into this, sticking to the law, not lawlessness to bring lawlessness to justice, which will never amount to anything, but sticking to the law and uh, bringing people to justice in order to protect liberty. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate you very much, man. Yeah.
All right, there goes Matt Shea, and uh, we appreciate him very much. Uh, you guys, make sure that you check him out on LinkedIn uh, at Matt Shea, and I'll have the link there uh, for you in the archive of the show. One of the things he talked about at the first of the show was the uh, he's part of a church that um, a gentleman named Pastor Ken Peters had started. I wrote an article on this back in January. They started their church on the doorstep of Planned Parenthood, and they've grown exponentially, not just in the area that they're in, but also across the country. People saw this story, not just mine, but you know other places of where that is, and they began to do it as well. They began to attack those with the spiritual weapons that we have, right? Not the carnal weapons. The Bible says that we don't have carnal weapons, but yet we have spiritual weapons. And it's amazing. It's amazing what's going on. Here's Matt Shea. He's a representative. Folks, you won't find many representatives like Matt Shea. There's a handful of them that I can think of. I mean, well, maybe two handfuls, both at the state and the federal level, who stand the way Matt Shea does. And so with that said, we're going to see if we can have Matt on. Maybe maybe we'll have to set it up. It'll take another month or a year or something. We get Matt back on. I like Matt. He's very knowledgeable of things. But you can hear what he says. This information is out there. It's not like it's not. It isn't going anywhere. And guys, if you think you're going to sit behind the keyboard and all things are going to be great because you vote Republican, you're sadly mistaken. God is not a God. He's not like a man. That he should repent. And God says, basically, you're a fool if you thought I was like you. Ladies and gentlemen, there has to be repentance among God's people. If you name the name of Christ, you are in that covenant promise. And I'm telling you right now, you've got to repent of your sin. And I'm preaching that to me. I'm not preaching that just to you. I'm preaching it to me. Oh, Lord, would you turn us? And we'll be turned. And you will heal our land. And you will make us courageous. And you will make us to fight against our enemies. But you will win the day because you're the Lord of glory. You're the one who will fight. Against your enemies. Sorry, I had that a little loud there. Guys, (laughs) 23 hours, we'll be back with you. 